0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt.
1: I am Dory.
0: Uh, we're coming at you pretty exhausted. We've got a Sunday night here in beautiful, scorching hot Los Angeles. Yep. I'm sure the rest of the country, well, it's the South and Southwest have these heat advisories going right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the- We don't have the brunt of
1: it. The Northeast just had a tropical storm.
0: Yes. It is good to be a 2020, let me tell you. <laughs> it's the year that keeps on giving and uh by giving i mean taking taking all semblance of normalcy anyway uh what's up what's up
1: um well we we haven't had childcare for the last few days
0: yes we've been we've been living like the rest of you mostly yeah uh so what that means is like uh we had to to make it work. We developed a, a schedule. And by we, I mean Dory developed a schedule. And by Dory developed a schedule, I mean Dory developed a schedule that Matt then had thoughts on. And then Dory redeveloped a schedule that Matt then had additional thoughts on.
1: Even though when Dory asked Matt, <laughs> do I was you have like, thoughts? whatever.
0: Don't, no thoughts. He said,
1: nope, I'll work around you.
0: And I thought I would. But turns out I didn't want to work around Dory's thoughts. I wanted to work around our thoughts. Mm. So here we are. Uh I'll tell you the the rhythm we're in right now seems to be Dory gets up with Henry and then I take over for the uh for the, you know nine thirty till four, three thirty four. Uh
1: which sounds long, but that encompasses two naps. Well, so then, it encompasses one nap. Well, Two rest periods. (laughs) I think we need to start trying to see if he can go to one nap. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow we'll push his first nap to like ten or ten thirty. Doesn't
0: sound exciting or promising.
1: No, it doesn't. It's hard
0: when he gives like the signals I'm tired. And then it's like, okay. And then he's like just like, Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm thanks for putting me in my sleep sack. I'm so cozy. And then you put him in his crib and it's like bye and then a second later he's screaming.
1: Well, that's that's his that's been his kind of second nap mo for the last few days. He's taken one second nap.
0: Yeah, but he also like doesn't seem to be unenthusiastic about getting into a no. second nap either.
1: No, he's like fine, and then he's like, and
0: he's like, wait, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored and awake. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Grateful that I can be home during the day to absorb the middle portion Same. of the day.
1: I'm grateful that you're home. I'm grateful that I'm not in a busy period because I'm going to be in a busy period after like Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Like when the book, uh, you're going to get uh, pumping on the book. Yeah. There. Next
1: Tuesday. I mean, not, not this coming Tuesday. Right. Um, so yeah. So the timing ended up being... Okay. Um and I like having the schedule because I think you know when we don't have a schedule it's kind of unclear who's it, who's you know in charge. Yeah,
0: and a free and then for a, all.
1: And then it's a free for all and then I feel like we both end up watching him all day, which gives neither of us a break really.
0: Yeah, but also like I like to you know I like spending time with him with you.
1: Yeah, that's why but then I,
0: with the schedule that we have it's like we're both like we got to get our shit done, you know. So while one of us is watching, and the other one's person is uh, to quote, uh, I'm sure, a, a Myra of 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 note, uh, the other the you, you just one of us just fucks off, <laughs> mm. while the other one is uh, dealing with the baby. And by dealing, I mean like you know.
1: I mean, we could extend just hang out a ball. We could extend certainly. the time at the end of the day. No one wants that time, right?
0: It's the middle of the day that I think would be the duel, but then like, you know, you're busy. You do more you do more uh of your stuff during the day. That's true. I mean I do I mean I gotta figure out when to record nine hours of Star Trek podcast this coming week.
1: Um, nighttime?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I'd like to get it done during the you know how it is. You like to get your work done during the day, don't you? Yeah, I do. Why are you going, um nighttime? That was because... very rude. <laughs> Because, um, night time?
1: I record at night.
0: You record for 40 minutes. You don't record three hour epics of stupidity.
1: Okay, but like it's
0: if you had to do a three-hour podcast at seven thirty p.m after henry what do you think you would be able to no, muster? it
1: but you don't want to do the morning shift which means no, i, do, I, I am do doing the morning, morning shift. shift so then the chunk of time during the day you don't get that
0: this is our so this, is, this has been the last week or so everybody this is our this is our lives this is the discussion of who gets what time when
1: so it you is know it is. it's a trade-off you, yes. could, you could take the morning shift and then have that chunk of time in the middle yeah, of the day yeah but when I
0: take the morning shift I'm a Your, waste of space yes, exactly. for the periods that I'm not with Henry. which is
1: why I have modified a couple of afternoon shifts so that you have more time in the afternoon
0: uh, look I'll look at the schedule at some other time
1: why don't you consult the schedule and I just need to, to know
0: like I just need like heads up the day before like you know what's what's when am I on
1: it's on the fridge
0: I know but like just head me up right now go ahead when am I on tomorrow
1: I think you're. I think it's nine thirty to two thirty. I, I gave you, you get an extra half, and then I said you don't have to come back till five thirty.
0: Oh, so I'll record tomorrow. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: I, I Would made, have
0: modified. She already yeah. thinks of everything.
1: I did that yes. Monday and Tuesday because that's what you requested. You Beautiful. put in that request. I
0: did put in that request. Yep. I did put in that request through our HR department, yep. which is the Henry Resources Department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's see where are we on the uh IVF front uh you know still still intermittent fasting and uh got you know yesterday though I just it just it's extra hard you know, I forget to eat anyway during the day and then end up eating so much at night that it just gets hard it's you know I'm a mess of a person and then with the Henry watching Henry it's uh, gone like I don't even think about it because I'm constantly like thinking about uh, uh new ways to present sweet potatoes to a child, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yesterday like a bowl of cereal while he was eating breakfast and then forgot to eat the rest of the day. Mm. And then got hungry and ordered dinner. Yeah. Uh so you know yesterday was a was shot. Today I don't even. What did I eat? When did I have lunch?
1: You had lunch with Henry, I think. What did? He Didn't you heat up leftovers?
0: Oh no! I had that during his snack time. Oh, you had a I had. A, I had brunch. You had brunch. Okay. Yeah, I had a brunch at like eleven something, <laughs> and then I'm done. I'm done till tomorrow. Uh, trying to get the water in. That's been hard lately. I did great the first couple of days with water, but then failed. Hmm. I don't know why. Hmm. Anyway uh you know letting the boys hang out you know some loose some loose shorts we like loose shorts you know cooling, and cool cooling, cool coolin the lab have
1: you been ball cooling
0: uh i've been ball cooling and you know sometimes you know i'll just wear a basketball short and just uh let the air conditioning breeze ride on up <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: it's quite an image you gotta keep cool guys <laughs>
0: you gotta keep them cool you don't want him to go... Uh, you don't want him to fry. You don't want to fry, as they say. Right. I don't know who says that. Mm. I don't know who the they is. I don't either. Um, But uh, in other news, I will say, currently, in this period of time where we're both uh, dealing with schedules and who gets him when, uh, glad we don't have a second one right now. Sure. <laughs> so, that's one point in my favor.
1: Um, I'm supposed to see Doctor Beck on Wednesday.
0: What time? 8:30. Eight thirty. It's like obscenely early in the morning yeah. for some reason.
1: You'll have to be I can get up I can get up with him, but you'll have to take over at eight. It's
0: always fun when the when he gets tossed on me at like some time in the morning.
1: Well, you are always dead asleep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do my sleeping in the daylight hours, (laughs) Uh, and I am, but I am always, you know, I get up. I don't ever complain about it. No one said you complain. I am just in case anyone has a vision of me like going like, oh my
1: god! No, you always you pop right up.
0: Yeah, I do because I am like I know I am on. Yeah, gotta go. Let's be a dad for for the next few hours while I forget to eat and try to time out your twelve minutes of. Sesame Street to be convenient for me. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what's interesting? He I've he started saying Dada again. Yeah, and I think it's because you've been spending so much more time with him.
0: Yeah, he remembers that I'm a I'm a good time. Yeah, usually, I mean, he just doesn't care about me.
1: That's not true. But- no,
0: I'm not saying he doesn't care. It's just like he doesn't like bother vocally registering
1: right well he I'm had around. said he start he said dada really early yes and then he switched over to mama and he kind of stopped saying dada and then I noticed like yesterday or today he was like dada-ing it up mm-hmm. so
0: does he dada when I'm not around sometimes oh, okay because he mama's a lot when you're not around I
1: mean I don't think as much as he mama's but he does wow. say it very rude I'm just being honest
0: he mama once today <laughs> Really? Just once? Yep. <laughs> now correct yourself. Admit it. Your is more. Um,
1: my parent, my mom is very upset because he doesn't really say, he'll, he'll occasionally say Nana, but he mm-hmm. doesn't say it very much.
0: Yeah. And he sort of spits out Saba. Yeah. Here and there. Bah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's his word for everything that isn't us like he just I mean I don't know he just yells at Bo a lot I think (laughs) whenever he hears him barking and and he's like and then he tries to go in that direction I know it's so sweet what's the situation should I also be barking at this thing
1: and he's been trying to play with Bo
0: he's been yeah (laughs) Bo has a giant tennis ball a Kong tennis ball and uh, Henry has been carrying it around and keeps trying to like bring it like give it to Bo in his face and Bo just looks at it like what am I doing with this (laughs)
1: So
0: sad. <laughs> I mean, I don't just, I, you know, and then he tries to like bow when Henry tries to go down the stairs, the steps outside. He will like, you know, if Bo's right there,
1: he'll try to use
0: Bo to, to steady him, like put his hand on Bo's back as they both descend the two steps in front of the house. Um, but, you know, they're getting along in a, in a great fashion, I would say, and uh, I'm very happy about them. fact true fact um we do miss ha ha
1: we do miss ha ha (laughs) that's
0: what henry calls holly uh but uh you know she'll be back little little uh uh, look after you know how many days has it been now
1: it's been five days
0: after five days i'm like i don't know how you haven't taken a a little break a little little henry (laughs) sabbatical sooner (laughs) just like oh my god gosh although it's i will say like the morning is not bad it's funny i like the morning Mm -hmm. like i can handle him fine in the morning Mm -hmm. because it's not hot out yeah and the sun hasn't like you know like turned fully on yet yeah and i'm i spend the whole morning like outside with him like you won't even go into the playroom until 9 a.m or something yeah because it's just you know but well, I just I, can't get up at 6:30. It's crazy. I know. I mean, cuz once, you know, work starts, knock on wood, I'm up at 5:30 every fucking day and not a problem. I don't know why I can't muster it now.
1: Because you stay up late.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I get it now. Good point, honey.
1: Yep. Thank you. Um,
0: do we have a little bit of business so we can tell people?
1: We do. Um, we would love Excuse me. We would love it if you joined our Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash group slash adventure. And we also appreciate an Apple podcast rating or review. And you can email us at Dory and Matt at
0: Spotify.
1: I don't think there's reviews on Spotify. I
0: heard that there were. Really? Maybe I'm thinking of Stitcher. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I use Spotify and I've never seen a review. Then I made that up. Okay. I'd
0: appreciate you reviewed us anyway on Spotify. Even if they don't Does like it.
1: Google Play have reviews?
0: I don't know. Wherever you listen to us, review us. Yeah. I guess.
1: Um and you can email us at Doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattandory at gmail.com and our phone number is four one three four six one baby.
0: Yeah leave us a voicemail If you're international and you want to leave us a little uh, voice memo You can do that, record it on your phone and then email it to us Or you
1: even if you're skip. not international We love a voice memo The clarity is so much better
0: It's ridiculous I mean, Just the difference Just the sheer audio file difference Between the two uh, Alright Now we're going to take a quick break And then we'll hear from all you eggheads Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a... Whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, like, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear... You're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase... All right, we're back. It's time to hear from our first uh, listener, email email then,
1: Anonymous. Right. Yeah, we're going to kick things off with an email from Anonymous. Wanted to reach out to the caller whose husband has been told he has zero sperm. We were in the same position. My husband is perfectly healthy, and there's no known reason for it, but he has zero sperm. We decided to use a sperm donor, and because I was a perfectly healthy 30-year-old, we chose, with our RE's recommendation, to go with IUI's. For us, it made sense because it was a difference between $5,000 and $20,000. I'm sure this works out for a lot of people, but after four failed rounds, we had to move on to IVF. In hindsight, I wish we had just done IVF and tested some embryos and not wasted time, money, and serious heartache. We now have a gorgeous baby girl who's turning one on Friday. We are so grateful for her, and it is still not lost in us that we went through so much to get her here, and we are so in awe that she's ours." IUI versus IUI, the IUI versus IVF is a very difficult and personal decision. But I wanted to share our experience and perspective. I wish you the best of luck with growing your family. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask.
0: Uh, Dory just like messed up like she was reading an ad by herself, and it was going to get cut out, but it's not. So. I know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you did five rounds, so you spent twenty thousand and then twenty thousand. That's that is. I don't know.
1: So Sometimes it's like,
0: oh, just order the deluxe package.
1: Right, but you don't know going into I it. I know. You know?
0: I know. You know how I feel about packages.
1: You get a lot of them.
0: I like the undercarriage wash, you know, on the car. It's like. And the
1: extra turtle wax.
0: Yep. Well, the wax is kind of a scam.
1: <gasps> um, how dare you?
0: Yeah. But good insight and. Uh, did we rec- what did we recommend i think we said
1: i think we said iui because she had no issues i
0: feel like i would have said just do ivf
1: um well we heard from another listener who uh had a similar experience from samantha she says my husband and i were 27 when we found out we had little to no chance of conceiving without the help of science as he had a very low sperm count and low motility of sperm Per our RE, our only real choice was undergoing IVF as my husband's sperm count was too low to even attempt IUI. Our insurance did not cover any IVF procedures, but it did cover certain IUI procedures, and we did not have the funds necessary to move forward with IVF. After years of my husband and I talking it out, five years to be exact, we decided to use donor sperm and IUI as it was the best financial option for us. My husband and I were very thorough in the donor selection process, as we wanted to find a donor that was very close in background, physical characteristics, etc., to my husband. We were able to find a donor that had everything we were searching for through a sperm bank near us. We went through three rounds of IUI while I was taking Femara and ovulation stimulating injections. On the third round, we finally got pregnant. We got to meet our beautiful daughter, Lola in March of 2019. Oh, well, she's a month older than Henry.
0: Wow.
1: While we know that our daughter is not biologically my husband's, it doesn't matter to us. We will be telling her as early as she can understand about being a donor insemination baby so she can make decisions on finding her biological siblings, et cetera, as she grows up. The donor we chose does not want to be contacted as of now, but who knows that may change. There's a great children's book about donor insemination that was recommended to us by a fertility clinic psychologist called Daddy Was Mommy's Tummy Big by Carolina Nadel. It makes me tear up every time I read the book to our daughter as it explains how mommy and daddy wanted a baby so bad and the missing piece was donor sperm. Um, that book sounds great. I do just want to interject that it is a rather heteronormative. Uh, it sounds rather heteronormative because there's probably a lot of couples who are not a daddy and a mommy who are using I, I, donor sperm.
0: I would also wonder if it's it's like they have various versions.
1: Oh, maybe they do have various versions. Like,
0: mommy what was mommy's tummy big or daddy was, was daddy's daddy where did i come you, from yeah. <laughs> daddy where was the where whose tummy was big
1: um matt and dory thank you for this podcast my husband and i were able to go through just about the same timeline of pregnancy as you and i really appreciated henry's birth story as it was very similar to my own a day of induced labor followed by an unplanned c-section we are hoping for the best with your attempt for baby number dose Thanks again, Samantha, in 1,950 square feet with her husband, their amazing one year old daughter, a beagle, a puggle, and a cat that pretends she's a dog. Oh. In rural Wisconsin.
0: Uh, I like puggles.
1: They're very cute.
0: Yeah. That was, uh, Rudy. Oh. Rudy was a puggle. RIP. My best friend's a dog who lived to be, uh, God, got 16, 17. No, like,
1: I think he was at least 17. It was crazy. If not older.
0: Only, only passed like, uh, Last year.
1: And he was like fat and lazy.
0: Well, he got there. Like he just got old. Yeah. <laughs> just got old and he then was... when they had the kids, it just was Table Scrap City.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Sounds familiar.
0: Well, yeah. Bo. Mm, sorry. sorry bud. <laughs> All
1: right. Do you want to read this next email?
0: Sure. This is uh from Caroline. Hi there, excellent crew. I called in once a while ago, but it was so weird to hear my voice that I decided to email for now. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so my husband and i were in our 20s a few months after we got married he uh, started having some pre- pretty serious health issues i'll skip the medical jar- jargon but basically said his pancreas decided to be a jackass and genetic testing led him to be diagnosed with cf uh, fibrosis she wrote that and then i don't know why i swapped that whatever point is <coughs> i will continue you okay honey <coughs> you need some water?
1: I just swallowed water down the wrong tube. Oh,
0: maybe you shouldn't drink when you were doing a podcast.
1: (coughs) Sorry, everyone.
0: (laughs) I believe that it's been mentioned before, but spoiler alert, CF also affects fertility. In males with CF, the problem is with uh, or absence of the vas deferens. uh, This means the goods uh, are in there, but they have no way out. Unbeknownst to us. He has been shooting blanks. This was confirmed in our case after a sperm analysis count of zero, and a lengthy two-hour ultrasound. <laughs> it's a funny term. Uh, anyway, two hours. Well, look, you gotta, you gotta really you gotta get in there, take a look. Anyways, this means we can't have biological children through IVF with ICSI uh, as we can have. Sorry, we can't have biological children through IVF with ICSI as I'm not a carrier. Uh... Our child would be a carrier but have a very low chance of developing any related major medical concerns. He successfully had his sperm retrieved through testicular sperm extraction in May, thinking quarantine would give him plenty of time to recover, but honestly he was fine after two or three days of whining uh, and sitting on frozen peas. The urologist said they hit the jackpot, so now his sperm is just chilling on ice and waiting for me to get the to get a move on. My RE and I have scheduled to start meds in a few weeks uh, and freeze All retrieval in August, so if all goes well, the embryos will be ready when we are. I have a final internship from a master's program starting in the fall, so ultimately we could try the transfer in late fall winter, coincide with birth a few months after I graduate. I like that timing. That's our story for now. Here is the major question. We have one year old mixed rescue pup who was scheduled for his neuter the same week. I was just told my retrieval will be. Do you think it would be too stressful to have these procedures and recoveries in the same week? I won't be stressed about prepping for the transfer, uh, which is a plus, but our dog is a handful, and we have no clue how he's going to react. I bet he becomes less of a handful. Uh, he has some behavioral issues, such as reactivity and guarding, that we were working on, and I don't know if they will get better or, or worse when he is tired and in pain. I generally do better handling him, and I don't know how stressful it would be for hubs to try to keep him calm while he heals. Thanks and cheers to adults, uh, 85-pound fluff butt, 2,000 square foot, plus a finished basement in upstate New York, hopefully getting central air installed this weekend. Oh, God bless. Uh, Game changer. If you can come, come up with a clever punchline for the subject, I can call in and risk hearing... Myself talk next time. Hmm.
1: Huh. I don't get that.
0: I don't either. The subject of what? Of 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 your dog's balls going away? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd call it a D ball and a reball
1: <laughs> Oh boy.
0: You know that's probably you know just, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. uh Okay.
1: Spitballing? S-
0: no, sorry, that's not <laughs> at all appropriate, honey. This is a serious podcast. Uh. I mean I don't we Bo was already neutered when we got him. And uh he has all the issues you're already talking about. <laughs> but I would think that a dog that's sort of in pain would be a little easier to deal with because they just wouldn't wouldn't want to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've never um I've never had a dog who I neutered or spayed. Like they I, I adopted dogs that were already spayed or right. neutered. Um I mean, if it's stressing you out, why don't you schedule the neuter for like the week before or something?
0: Yeah, and also like, it's the it's yeah it's we we had to go to a behavioral vet. I mean, that whole saga is probably detailed pretty heavily on this podcast. Um, and that was one of the more stressful things about leading up to Henry's birth was just how Bo would react. So I get it that you're concerned thinking about it but I wouldn't worry about the two at the same time just have your husband walk the dog far away from other people sounds like you're in upstate New York might not be that hard especially with COVID
1: yeah it's true
0: <laughs> so yeah hopefully that was helpful I don't know
1: I don't know <laughs> all right Next question, um, is from anonymous. Hello. I have something coming up that I could use a little advice on at the end of August. I'll be meeting my birth mom and half sister for the first time. Some quick backstory. I was privately adopted as a baby and it was a closed adoption until age 18. I'm now 31. My birth mom and dad chose my adoptive parents from the pool of applicants. My adoptive parents were always open with the fact that I was adopted. My half sister contacted me through 23andMe and we started talking at the beginning of this year. My half sister and I occasionally message each other. We've given each other the TLDR of our lives and are now comfortable enough to share memes with each other. Mm. They will be coming through town and are interested in meeting. I am as well. But my issue is that I did not have a happy childhood. I grew up emotionally neglected and manipulated with untreated depression, including including suicidal thoughts. Thankfully, by the work of therapy, medication, and a thousand miles of distance, I'm no longer in that space. In fact, I'm very happy with my family of my husband, cat, and horse-sized dog, 90-pound yeah. greyhound. But how do I talk about my childhood without putting a burden on my birth mother for choosing my parents? I know she had no idea they would turn out the way they did and she was only 17 years old herself. I somewhat mentioned an unhappy childhood to my half-sister, but I emphasize that I like my life now. I don't want to come off as bitter and sad about my childhood, but I'm not quite sure how to talk about it without seeming so. Please see attached photos of Reginald Barkley, who often gets called a deer.
0: Oh, my God. Reg Barkley. That's a great dog name. Great dog name. One of the finest uh, Star Trek peripheral characters of all time.
1: Um, And she lives with her husband, cat, and horse-sized dog in 1,300 square feet in Tucson.
0: Uh, Okay. So That is
1: a handsome animal.
0: It is Reginald Barkley. And very
1: deer-like.
0: I'd have got him like a yellow science department collar. Um, <laughs> he's an engineering, Reg Oh, Okay. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> what is what is your advice for anonymous? I don't. I,
0: I. What a situation where like you know that they picked your parents, but they fucked up by picking not 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 great people.
1: But how are they to know
0: exactly? I don't know.
1: I mean I wonder how
0: Here's what I can say to you. Your mother, your biological mother in no way meant for that to be the case. No,
1: and she knows that. Yeah. She's she's aware of that. Um and she that's what she that's why she's asking cuz she doesn't want her mom to feel her biological mother to feel guilty.
0: Yeah, I think that it's like it's like look, I I've come to terms with this and I'm I'm you know, I'm better now and and but it was not great and I know you didn't mean for it to be not great. And I know you were only 17 when you had me and Thank you for at least giving me a chance.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you have to but, go into you know, like
0: try a little hard next. time.
1: <laughs> I don't think you have to go into like great and gory detail. Uh, in this in this initial I think meeting, you can
0: detail it as much as she wants, you know, or, or, or however much you both feel comfortable with. Yeah, yeah,
1: and also like let them guide the conversation. I would say, maybe. I don't know. Sure. I have no experience in this situation. Nor,
0: does not, nor do I. Yeah. But as two people have no experience in the situation, we say... to not... <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just, it, it's a matter of like... Uh, I'm just glad you've been in therapy. Yeah. And that you have found that this, maybe the terms to you, know you I mean? found the vocabulary. vocabulary to sort of yeah. uh, put your experience into words and hopefully you can share a little bit of that um, and you know maybe you can maybe this is just the next chapter and uh, you probably owed a little bit of uh, fun middle age happening not that you're middle-aged, but you're kind of middle-aged, so sorry. She's Welcome. only
1: 31.
0: That's, well, people live to 62 now. With COVID, they live to 40.
1: Oh, God. That is dark. <laughs> um, all right. Let's read one more email. Okay. is from Sinead, who has a few random questions. One, when did you stop breastfeeding and how did that process go? My daughter is approaching five months and breastfeeding has never gone well. Bad latch, many clogs, mastitis, though with ma- with pumping, I have an oversupply and freezer full of milk. When did you wean? Did Henry go to formula? How did it go?
0: Quick, answer that part first.
1: Um, I stopped breastfeeding when Henry was uh, November, seven months old. He kind of, like, it was getting increasingly difficult to breastfeed him. I think he, like he was just not into it and I felt like I was pushing him and I finally was just like, why am I doing this? And I, I was also so sick of pumping. Um, so, and I had similar situation, bad latch, lost so many clogs. I had, I got mastitis. Um, and, but I did not have an oversupply or a freezer full of milk. Um, Henry did go to formula, we had been combo feeding the whole time. So he had had formula from the beginning. Um, so it wasn't like he had to get used to formula. But going to f- like 100% formula for those, you know, five months or whatever until you stop giving them formula um, was totally fine. He, he, he gobbled it up.
0: He loved the formula. He liked the formula sometimes more because the breast milk was usually cold from being from in the, the fridge. fridge yeah, the, Our formula was put Warm. through a baby brezza
1: yeah um all right next and we
0: use this like weird organic german formula yeah we did i don't know if you did you not want to tell anyone that you use the overseas formula
1: well it's controversial is
0: it <laughs> yeah oh controversy we'll say no more than that <laughs>
1: um all right how did you select a nanny slash sitter did you have child care help during the pandemic and if so what sort of safety practices have you set my husband and i are running out of leave and need to either try caring for our daughter from home while working our desk jobs or get a nanny and accept the risk of outside help weighing the pros slash cons now and welcome any thoughts um we initially found our nanny on next door she had posted a an an ad I know she posted she'd she'd made a post of just being like I'm I'm new in town and I'm essentially like I'm new in town and I'm a nanny she gave more information about herself um and we had interviewed we interviewed her we interviewed a couple other people um and she was the best fit for us
0: again our a lot of times our barometer is our dog and Bo really uh
1: beau took to her immediately
0: yeah her and carolina our, our night nanny uh we just were like oh, okay so that'll work because yeah. anyone you know it's just impossible around here really all you have to do is like if you're okay around the dog you're welcome in our home that's it yeah i don't care if you're a horrible person <laughs> if, if Bo <laughs> likes you come on in um, but luckily uh he chose well
1: yeah she's amazing and yes we have had child care help during the pandemic um In terms of safety practices, we've been very, you know, forthcoming with her and she has been forthcoming with us about our safety practices and her safety practices. she sees us all the
0: time. Like, it's like, we don't, I mean, we're literally like, we don't, we're hermits. We don't go anywhere.
1: We don't go anywhere. She is very, um, I would say, obsessive about hygiene.
0: Yeah, she's like a, you know, 20-something hermit also.
1: Yeah, so... You know that helps, and it helped because, you know, she doesn't have a family where there's like risk of more exposures, and yeah, um, she's not going to
0: home to a, a house with multiple people that you know who ha- have been out working right. or whatever. All
1: right. That. So that was a big consideration, and I know for a lot of friends of mine who have nannies, they had they stopped having their nannies come because of that, and so we were lucky that that was not. Um, a factor for us um, I think you just you know you need to really be on the same page and you need to really make sure it's someone you trust and if they say they are quarantining or you know social distancing or what their what their protocol is like you need to be pretty sure that that is actually happening
0: yeah quick google check the instagram make sure they're not at any 4th of july parties
1: yeah <laughs> all right we're gonna take a short break and we will be right back
0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone. We're back. Time to hear from uh, our next egghead. That would be uh, Emily.
1: Hey, Dorian Matt, I'm taking a break while still working from home. Thought I'd drop you a line. I only started listening a few weeks ago while working from home during quarantine. I finished. Completely listened to every single episode. Your oh podcast God. had been in the back of my mind to subscribe ever since Dory came on Nerdist, but I'm lazy and it's a bit of a process to add new things using Zoom. Jesus. <laughs> remember Zune I might be the only person in the world who still uses a Zune Uh,
0: well Star-Lord has one now after Guardians of the Galaxy 2 oh yeah after his Walkman broke
1: I mean I legit wonder how many people are still using a Zune
0: that's an excellent question so far one
1: wow I came to Nerdist to get more of a mat fix after listening to feed.
0: Welcome. I'm sorry that you needed more, but here I am.
1: <laughs> I'm not going through IVF and will most likely never have kids. Not by choice, just kind of how life worked out. But I do have a coworker going through IVF. Her first transfer didn't take. She's the a second one planned for next month. Now I'll actually understand when she texts me with updates and numbers. Anyway, since I've listened to the past three and a half years of your lives in the past few weeks, here's a few things I thought I'd let you know. At what point Matt, pon- at what point,
0: yeah matt pondered if you have at one point steve matt dave. pondered
1: if you have tell them steve dave crossover fans and i'm here to tell you you do now <laughs>
0: uh that's uh that's brian's podcast, yes yes Quinn. i don't know if you follow because we have you know friends with many podcasts so i just right wanted to update you <laughs>
1: um there's also a question if other listeners shot archery i started shooting about six years ago i shoot strictly traditional no training nice. meals for us mostly in the SCA, Society for Creative Anachronism, I started shooting a recurve, but last fall I won a pretty major tournament and feel that I've mastered the recurve, so I so now so I now shoot longbow. <laughs> I also make my own arrows and we do a lot of knife and axe throwing too.
0: That's awesome.
1: So that's about it. It's just me and 1,600 square feet in Kansas City, Missouri with three cats ranging from 6 to 20 pounds. That almost sounds sad. Let me just add <laughs> that my boyfriend lives just out of town in a small house on 120 acres that he shares with three cats. We can't wait to conquer the world with our cat <laughs> army.
0: Well, if, as soon as you can figure out how to get them to throw knives we are in danger
1: (laughs) and listen to a zune
0: uh i love that you're like i mean how many people are shooting with a longbow yeah probably the same number of people that are listening with zune
1: totally well she is in the society for creative anachronism well well, there you go there the the zune kind of fits in you're really doing it (laughs) yeah
0: thank you emily for uh finding us and me i guess um and uh i love that there's a subtelum steve dave crossover action happening Uh, it's so funny. I like it's funny when people find us from (laughs) Phoebe.
1: Yeah, that's like an interesting podcast. uh, The past family tree.
0: (laughs) You know, Emily, if you really want more of me, just just dive into Star Trek. The next conversation, hours upon hours, three hours a week. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right. So next up,
2: hi Matt and Dory. This is Leslie. They have called before, the one who lives in 600 square feet outside of Washington, D.C. I am a specialist teacher, an art teacher in a county outside of D.C., and I have so much stress and worry about having to go back to school. And I'm just curious if any of your other listeners are in a similar situation there's an option of working remotely, but it does not seem to be encouraged. I'm also going to be teaching at two different schools, both of which teach over 700 students. And I only have two days left to decide what I want to try and request. I could even put in that I want to work from home and do things over video and remotely, and they could deny it. That's a lot of stress. I'm curious you guys are not in a situation with Henry yet to send him back to school or not. But what are you what would you guys do? Um, and I'm again curious what other listeners who might be teachers or considering sending their kids back to school or not for the fall. Again, I only have a few days left to decide and I've been spiraling and spinning about this for weeks and coming up close. Thank you guys for everything that you do. I'm looking forward to the podcast this week. Bye.
0: Uh well, I can tell you right now we wouldn't be sending Henry back in the fall. Um but, you know, it's just like why why in the, in the in the in the uptick would we do that if we were trying to flatten the curb in May, March, whatever.
1: But I I also just want to say, if you are in a situation where you are sending your kids back to school, like that is a that is a personal choice, and that is also something that a lot of people have to do for their work situation. Well, she
0: didn't ask us what a lot of people have to do. No, I know, but I'm answering for us. Yes, and
1: I just want to say I'm not like passing judgment on anyone who's sending their kids back to school. I just want to be clear about that.
0: I think it's ridiculous that they're trying to get all the schools open.
1: Yeah, but a lot of parents like. The, this country is so fucked that like a lot of parents have to go back to work
0: because a lot of parents have to work 900 jobs right because this exactly again this this place is a fucking shithole
1: yes that, that's exactly well, what I'm trying the, to welcome to
0: post-capitalism everybody we're in the new brave few world where your lives are not as valuable as you know the bottom line to a select few um yes so that being said i i don't know i mean you're gonna tell me how to answer it so go ahead
1: i'm gonna tell you how to answer i just
0: i just answered you jumped all over
1: it i didn't jump all over you
0: no go ahead what would you tell her what would you tell her
1: i would say you should try to teach remote Mm -hmm. what would you say yeah okay
0: i mean it's just like i mean i don't know what what i just i it's such a shit position everybody's in
1: yes it's a shit position
0: Uh, and it's, it's just, I don't know. Relax, everyone. You got $1,200 three months ago. Relax. Everything's fine. Remember that? When you got $1,200 three months ago? Hope you haven't spent it yet. Uh, it's just, I just, uh, it's the perfect uh, storm Mm -hmm. of stupidity and uh, a broken system that is just spiraling into uh, more broken and more stupid. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just fucking pull the pin off the grenade and try to hold on as long as you can.
1: <laughs> Wait, what?
0: It just I, I'm just talking about the general state of everything.
1: Oh yeah, 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 sure. It's just
0: like It's going to blow at some point. Yeah, You know what I mean? And we're all just like, we're all holding on to it.
1: I think it's starting to blow. In place of the pin. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to hold this forever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, we feel you. I would request for, look, I mean, I'm not super thrilled about having to go to work either. In person and, 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 and shoot a TV show. Um uh, but that's a frivolity. You know, you're a teacher. So it's like I can't even imagine the position you're put in. So and I'm not thrilled about it, but you know, here we are in a world where I I I got to go back to work. I yeah. can't like not go back to work because we're in a fucking sh- <laughs> shitty uh, Capitalist. Everybody's got to fucking just you know risk everything to to earn money. Hi, thanks so much for tuning in this week. <laughs> um, I'll tell you if I had the option of you know remotely shooting the show somehow, I would do it, but I don't. So I'm going.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess what I'm telling you is, if they allowed me to put an option down, I would put remote. And then if they told me, sorry, not remote, and I'd be like, okay. yeah, And I would just be extra careful and get a really cool mask.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, next question, would you like to read this, Matt?
0: I don't know. I'm like still on a tizzy about this, the, the voicemail. Such a, ugh. Just the world, not you. you left a great voicemail. Thank you. I'm just annoyed and I'm annoyed that you have to be panicked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's my annoyance. I agree.
0: Um, your panic is valid and I appreciate it and I wish you didn't have to be, but we're going to broken everything. All right. What did Matt buy to improve his sperm? (laughs) He mentioned something last week's episode. Was it this underdog fertility? Let me take a look. Let me take a look. See if that's what it was. Yes, it was, ladies and gentlemen. It was the underdog fertility. We have a tiny ice pack, two by three, that we just put in a small velvet bag. It seems to work just as well. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. You have that, but what if, what if someone could put it in a in a bag for you, for, and charge you fifty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there is only fourteen left in stock, guys. So get over there if you want to uh, lower that uh, lower that temperature on those balls, increasing that sperm. Go for it. Uh, yeah, it's 49 dollars. Sitting damages sperm. I know that. That's true. It hangs for a reason. That's right. That's why I've been using the standing desk more and more. Anyway, good talk. And go grab your underdogs. Not pot. Not um. Not sponsored. They're not a sponsor.
1: No, they're not. But Thank they you. should be. Um. All right. This next email is from anonymous who is a longtime listener who just had to pause the pod. On the last episode, you were talking about how Matt tends to to get discouraged when he misses a workout or eats unhealthily. Matt has to read Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a book that teaches you how to change your mindset and how to make tiny changes in your life that have a big impact in the long run. I'm not big on self-help books, but this one changed my life. Best, your biggest anonymous fan in Finland. Living...
0: (laughs) love the fins.
1: In a 78 square meter apartment with an almost 2-year-old rainbow baby and partner and we also have an allotment we rent from the city. Nothing will keep you sane like gardening during covid.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: That is pretty cool. Uh See, this is what happens when you don't you know, live in a capitalist dystopia.
0: You know, I have the Helsinki uh I'm a member of the Helsinki Casino. I have a membership card. I do. <laughs> Because when I was there for two weeks, and I saw there was a casino, and I got off the train, I was like, "Oh well, I gotta go in there," <laughs> uh, and I did. All right, so this—how do I remember to read this?
1: That sounds like a good it audio seems like book. A
0: post-it situation. Yeah, I guess. where I'm are your do post-its? That right now.
1: This is how Matt remembers everything. Elaborate post-it system.
0: Ch- changed my password recently. I had to
1: write it down. I get it. All right. This next email is from Katie. I had to write in after hearing Matt talk about his issues with working out and sticking to lifestyle changes because, wow, we are the same person. I also really struggle to follow through on goals in my personal life, whether that's working out, eating well, or creative pursuits like writing and voiceover work. I worked with a coach, created a demo, bought the equipment. And haven't pursued getting voiceover work in the almost years since. Dory will understand this reference as she's had Gretchen Rubin on Forever 35, but I am an obliger and I think Matt is too. Oh, yes. I am? I have diagnosed him as an obliger. What are you
0: talking about? What does that mean? Her
1: four tendencies framework categorizes people based on what motivates them to get stuff done. Obligers are able to get stuff done when they have outer accountability. They know mm-hmm. someone is depending on them to get it done, yep. or will even just see whether or not they get it done, but aren't able to get stuff done that's just for themselves, AKA Correct. inner accountability. I excel at work because I'm super motivated to make sure people see I'm trustworthy and a hard worker. Ditto. Matt seems to excel at work too, knowing that he has coworkers and podcast fans depending on him, seems to cause him to work hard, even when it's at the cost of his personal health and well being. True. When I set a personal goal that is just for me, I rarely follow through and definitely fall victim to the if I mess up once I give up mentality that you discussed in the previous Uh episode. The only time I was able to lose weight successfully was when I hired a personal trainer and worked with him for three years. Sounds familiar. Having an authority figure that I knew was expecting me to be there and work hard was the only thing that got me to stick with a healthy lifestyle. Of course, that can be cost prohibitive. And during COVID, it's obviously not a great idea. Some obligers can do this if they work out with a friend, but that doesn't work for me. It has to be someone I view as an authority figure to impress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The hardest part is I'm married to an upholder. Upholders excel at both inner and outer accountability. They're able to get things done regardless, both for others and themselves. Just the fact that he achieves every goal he sets out and doesn't get discouraged if he slips up makes me feel worse about my inability to follow through, although he would never say anything about it and is always supportive. I once described him as the type of asshole that will set a goal and then just do it. The Uh audacity. (laughs)
0: Fuck those people.
1: Anyway, I don't have any answers, but just wanted to tell Matt that he's not alone. For me, the four tendencies helped me at least understand why I struggle to apply the same work ethic to myself as I do to my day job. And knowing is half the battle, as they say. If I figure out the magic cure, you'll be the first to know. Thanks for all that you both do. I'm a big fan of the both of you and of Henry and Beau. Katie, who's a former ma- fellow masshole North Shore kid, now in 1,600 square feet in Vancouver, Washington, with one annoyingly productive husband, one 11-week-old iui rainbow baby and two cats ps matt huge strong bad fan thanks for the walk down memory lane i have a crush on every boy <laughs> uh
0: so funny like the memories i jogged loose of, of strong of uh, yeah Homestar runner uh a thing dory had never heard about so anyway yeah i guess i'm one of the i'm an obliger for sure
1: you are definitely an obliger I
0: like obliging
1: when, I, when we interviewed Gretchen Rubin and I was reading about the four tendencies, a lot like clicked into place when I realized Matt is an obliger and I'm a questioner.
0: What does a questioner do?
1: A questioner is only motivated by inner accountability.
0: You're only motivated by your own self? Yes. What the fuck is that like?
1: <laughs> it's like I'm That's, very...
0: You know what? That's so accurate too for you. Yes. And, like, you don't do the dishes because you want to do them. You do them because you want me to acknowledge that you did them. Correct. It's fucking weird. I do them because I want to do them for people. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm going to quit my marriage now.
1: Wow. And
0: uh, start up a new one with a fellow obliger.
1: Oh, that would be hell.
0: Would it? Yeah. I don't understand. We would both be trying to please everybody.
1: I think it I think that would be really hard.
0: Would it be? I don't understand. Wouldn't the same wouldn't the two types of the two of the same type be good?
1: I think I think if you you would have cuz neither of you would have any inner accountability. And and your spouse doesn't count as outer accountability. What? Yeah. What does that mean? That means like when I No, I
0: know what that I mean I know what that means, but like why does that not count?
1: It's just like the way your brain is wired. Like in your mind,
0: it's the way in in this in this book.
1: Yes, I. But like, it's true. Oh, like, if sure. I if I'm like, let's exercise every day, you'd be like, okay, but then you wouldn't do it. Like, Correct. you're not. You don't feel accountable to me. No. I'm not an authority figure. Get out of you. here. You're right. not an
0: authority. So Bo's an authority. okay, you know
1: what? Go go marry another obliger.
0: What? That's not gonna work. apparently.
1: No, just go. It's Not gonna work. You just told me
0: it's not going to work.
1: But I think you should. Can't you
0: just become an obliger for me? No. Can't you just oblige me?
1: No, I can't.
0: Can't you become a. Uh, what are Look, the other at ones? At least
1: I'm not a rebel.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Um, there's upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. Yeah. Rebels are neither inner nor outerly accountable. Uh huh. <laughs> so they are like essentially anarchists to themselves.
0: Interesting. I'm certainly not, yeah, I have no inner accountability, no whatsoever, right, God, I'd love a little bit, yeah, like even like an ounce of it would be great,
1: yeah, wish I could give you some
0: I wish that you could give you, I could give you some of this outward obliging, yeah, what is that I mean, I don't know. whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, really opened up a can of worms here with that email, yeah, was very interesting,
1: yeah. I think you'd actually find it interesting, and the thing with questioners is like we are like we need to know the reason if you tell me to do something, I need to know why you're telling me to do it, like what's what like like why do I need to do that? yeah, I need it explained, whereas if someone tells you to do something, you just do it
0: yes yes, unless I forget, which is also very plausible, yes, because I'm a forgetful obliger,
1: but your initial reaction is to just do it, whereas I'm like, why
0: because I'm your husband and I'm just could you please figure out a way to get the drawer open so I can have a Father's Day present
1: that was really that was very upsetting to me
0: <laughs>
1: also you I gave you a Father's Day present The remember I gave you the t-shirt I don't count
0: the t-shirt Why I not? gave you a Peloton
1: oh my god <laughs> Wow. Don't,
0: don't. I'm just, I'm just saying a card would have been, I would have loved to have read your card. And I know you made it. I did. It just just said that it's buried behind a drawer that seems to be unopenable. Yeah. So.
1: I'll try to get it open again. (laughs) I need a screwdriver.
0: You need to be self-motivated to do that.
1: I am self-motivated to do that.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: But I thought you would be able to do it easily and then you couldn't.
0: Yeah, I don't want to do it though. You know what I mean?
1: Right, because you're not accountable to me.
0: Well, no, it's just because like, it's like, I got you a present, take this dresser apart and you'll find it. It's like, well, that's not a present. Well, it's that's not a like, sweaty hour of it's work. It's not
1: like I meant to do it.
0: I know. But this is the reality of these four personality types.
1: <laughs> is it?
0: I guess. <laughs> wow. I okay. wonder what she says about gifts that are that fall into dressers that don't immediately have available ways to get the drawers out. Hmm. Is that in the book?
1: No, that specific example is not in the book.
0: Uh, should we just, should we just wrap this up?
1: Yeah, probably should we just
0: oblige. Should we just oblige ourselves here?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> all
0: right, guys, I got to get a screwdriver out. I'm sure. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the podcast and for, uh, opening that can of worms uh, who did that let me just say thank you Katie right yes Katie why'd you do that anyway uh, if you want to be I
1: explained this all to you when I interviewed Gretchen Rubin like you, this is not the you're first like, time you're like honey you're
0: an obliger and I'm like what I don't what does that mean
1: and I and explained then, it to you uh,
0: yeah but that was there was no actual context for it whereas Katie's email provided plenty of context for it okay Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, because she is a fellow obliger.
0: She gets it. She obliged me by putting it into context.
1: Yes, she did. Thank you, Katie.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, everyone. Uh, Support us on Patreon. I got to read that and the Atomic uh, Habits there. I guess I got a big week ahead of me. Yeah, you do. You can support us on Patreon and get two bonus episodes per month. Patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. Huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name right on the podcast each month. You also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes featuring uh, many more hours of us doing the exact same thing we just did for 20 minutes. Uh, all right. So, thank you, Diana.
1: E Fast.
0: Uh, Elizabeth Gerardo. Emily F. Aaron Goodge.
1: There goes the good. Turley. Fallon. Frederick Roy. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Burton Waddle. Jackie G. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jess Hendricks. Jesse.
0: Uh, that that is correct. Jesse Hendricks.
1: Jessica Manilovich. Uh
0: Kane McCall.
1: Caitlin Pusey
0: Katherine Linnae Katherine Simmons. Katie Heimer.
1: Katie Regan.
0: Katie Tavey.
1: Kelly Zimmerman.
0: Carrie Mills.
1: Kim Mestra.
0: Christopher Fanagy.
1: Laura Dodge. Lauren Laura Madge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Lex Conant. Liesel. Linnea Wynn. Uh, Maggie Fleming. Martin Hedegaard Peterson.
0: Maud Trembley.
1: Mackenzie Erickson.
0: And Megan K. Miller and Magana Prasad and Melinda Phillips. See, I had already started reading Megan like it was the last one, so I just figured I'd finish it out. Ah, uh, yes. I want to oblige everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All uh, right, well, we're getting divorced. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk to you next week. I
0: had no idea that they, we were two different personality <laughs> types. I just thought we were two left handed weirdos from Massachusetts. <laughs> uh which we are honey i will never divorce you you have to drag me out of this marriage kicking and screaming
1: what if i put you behind a dresser
0: or if you what if you're like (laughs) it would please me if we'd be like ah fuck all right you found a loophole but i'm taking this dresser all right everyone bye bye